There's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I am your host, Connor Scott, and joining me today, it's a party episode here on Saturday morning. We've got from LA our two special guests online virtually, Cooper Sprunk. We've talked about him often. It was about time. He joins the the squad for a little, little bit of debate, a little bit of some special topics. I know Coop's always got good questions for us. Also, sitting with us in person traveling up from California. Jack McDonald uh, used to be known as the best golfer in the group, has definitely proven that is not the case any further. <laughs> um, the two sitting on the far end, you already know both of them, Kyle George, Tyler Bagenstoss. We are at underscore Backyard Banter on both Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so, fellas, right now, on a little bit of a Price is Right kick, and it got my brain <laughs> flowing. I know, I act like I'm 65, but I'm on a little bit of a Price is Right kick, and I have been loving it. Like every morning, I'm throwing up old episodes on YouTube. Um, I prefer when there's a live crowd, it gets me jazzed up. So I go back to like the 2019, 2018 episodes. Uh, obviously, they're social distancing in 2020, so it's all one, only the contestants are there. You don't get the same energy. Sure. Got my brain thinking. What are your guys' favorite game shows on TV? Or like, a, you know, when there's, you just need something mindless in the background, you're just waking up on a Saturday morning, uh, maybe you're a little hungover, a cough, cough, Cooper, Jack, and Kyle. Um, what, what's your go-to <laughs> TV game TV. show? Well, are, are we a game show uh, podcast? Like, do we like game shows? That's the first question, I think. I, I mean, I love game shows. Who doesn't like game shows? I, I, I feel like you're lying if you say you don't like a good game show. I love game shows. I hate game shows. What? The, they don't bring anything for me. Nothing. Like, you're not entertained trying to guess Z- the prices or like Jeopardy, trying to get the questions or whatever it may be. No, Wheel I of th- Fortune. I was a deal or no deal guy, and I know Kyle was also. I just, That's I just like the luck of. I know, but I didn't even like that that much. I just don't. I'm not a fan of game shows. Interesting. What, what's so dude. good about Jeopardy? Uh, so fun? It's, just, it's like the it's just a competition aspect and using your brain a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just fun to play along. It's just it's a game. It's like that's Maybe. like asking why do people like to play cards? It's a game. It's like fun to do. It's just via oh. TV. Time. Well. To answer that question personally, I feel a little emasculated every time I watch Jeopardy because I my brain is is running at about twenty miles per hour, whereas the contestants think, are about a hundred. I think I'm with and you. So I can't even formulate an idea before they're already answering the question. It just it's pretty demeaning to to me. Coop, your jaw dropped to the floor when you heard Tyler say he doesn't like game shows. So I'm sure you've got a favorite. Yeah, are you are you kidding me? I'm a- there. You're telling me it's on. You're not thinking. Oh, I know that answer, and you're completely wrong. It's it's electric. It's unbelievable. One question though: Does like American Ninja Warrior wipe that's, out those type of that's shows? That's a great Is question, and I'd say I'd say hell yeah. As I long as you're winning something at the end, then mm-hmm. that could be considered a game show to me. Even The Bachelor and Bachelorette could arguably be a game show. 
That's that stretching, disrespect that's stretching that? it. But is that disrespect to the Bachelor No, you wouldn't love at the end. I guess it, that's fair. It, it definitely is. It's not a game show. It's, it's, it's real life. For love. You're not going to win anything. Right, but it could be classified because you win That's like saying love. my girlfriend, I won. All right, well, well, well Coop, what, I guess what's your go-to game show then? Con mentioned Price is Right. What do you got? So in quarantine, the last 10 weeks, we were with Lauren's family. Her dad had uh, the Price is Right on for probably two hours a day. Yes, while he, was he gets it. It's mm-hmm. electric. It was unbelievable to watch. But I also found out through TikTok a show called Cannonball, which is pretty much Wipeout, but with slides and water and all that. It was fantastic. The Miz, the Miz from uh, The Real World that was the host. It was unbelievable. It was fantastic. <laughs> that's not a bad choice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw one out there that hasn't been mentioned, and it's shameful that it hasn't been mentioned yet. And I'm going to say Family Feud. Who doesn't love to play a lot of Family Feud? That's an all-time classic. Steve Harvey can be a little weird at times. I he's, mean, a, he's a bit over he, the he's top like, Sometimes I think he's kind of annoying, but uh, you know, most of the time he's all right. But the game itself is really fun, especially the celebrity editions. I get way into those. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He gives up weird uncle vibes to me. But yeah, like creeper uncle vibes. And the, the mustache does not help his case. You got a girlfriend like yet, son? <laughs> no. Like no, I don't, Uncle Mike. <laughs> um... I, I think those are a couple of good ones. Jack, did you pick a favorite yet? I have a few that I wrote down. First off, Flora's Lava just came out on Netflix. Absolutely <laughs> ripped through that one. I haven't and watched I, it yet. I'm excited. I, I like picturing myself in that scenario or even me and a group of buddies and, and trying to see or predict how we would do. I think we would rip through the course. Uh, another one I wrote down, it's a classic bit. I mean, I grew up with a sister and a mom. A lot of t- downtime spent at the house. We watched America's Next Top Model with Tyra Banks. Boo! Worst show ever. Who that is horrible. Who can tell me that they haven't practiced smizing in the mirror when they're alone in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know what smizing is. Smiling, smiling with your eyes. Dude. Smiling with your eyes. <laughs> Tyler, don't pretend you don't know that. Never You're smiling. Actually, over. I've never heard that don't term before. How do you do that? How do you smile with your eyes? Can you show us? <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. I, did, I now understand. You can't right. show teeth. That was money. You have to act as happy as possible without showing teeth. If there's any two people I know, one Jack practice obviously you saw there his smize, and you know Cooper practiced his runway walk. There is no doubt in my mind he's practiced step over step. I, I mean, I know you've got that nailed down, Coop. Yeah, Lauren asked me about once a week or once a month if I swing for the other team because I always give her my runway walk. And it's it's a little feminine because I shoot the hips pretty hard. But, Jack, if you know the line, easy be- was it easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's ingrained in my memory. How could I forget? <laughs> Watch cool. a girl just self-implode trying to say that in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get over the mental hump. <laughs> easy, easy, beautiful, easy. Damn, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of the show, though, to be honest. Fuck, Tyra. <laughs> uh, make these ones hard. Well, the, lo- the slogan's <laughs> been the same for 20 years. Um, this is a tongue twister. <laughs> speaking of things we dread, like those tough slogans, I wanted to ask, what's the creepiest place you've been in Oregon? And I think this stems not only from social media, but Jack, yours was good. And it's a place, if you're from Oregon, I think you're going to be pretty familiar with. So I want you to go and lead off. Your creepiest place either you've been to in Oregon or it could be another state. But Right. So mine was Enchanted Forest. I grew up, my grandma would always babysit me every <laughs> single Monday. And her favorite place to take us was Enchanted Forest <laughs> for whatever reason. That's concerning. And it is. <laughs> I think it's gotten creepier and creepier throughout the years as it's aged and worn. Um, but my be, answer was simple, Enchanted Forest. It's a great answer, and I think it might be closed these days. Not no, just because I, I of don't COVID. think so. I don't, I don't know. Oh, is I it still, it's rolling? still rolling, dude. 
I used to go every year, by the way, too. And a uh, little fun fact, both of my parents worked there in high school. No. And my dad worked the haunted house. And they said what they would do <laughs> is literally had a tally going. And they'd bet, like, lunch that day on who could make the most kids cry from scaring them in the haunted house. Your parents so, both worked at Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Summer job. Very romantic. Good for them. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> I'll meet you behind the wicked witch's nose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, you're talking about your parents' little Coop. <laughs> What's the creepiest place you've been to? Okay, this place used to be where everyone would drink in high school. It's called Witches. Oh, Did yeah. I've been that there one time. Deep. It was weird. It's like a 30-minute hike into the middle of nowhere. Then it's like a half-broken-down castle-looking thing. It is just terrifying. I went there one time. Everyone was having a good time. I was looking at everyone like, someone's about to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Coop, I think I was with was. you when that happened because we were at your house before, and we went there, oh, and I yeah. never heard of it before, and randomly we were hanging out together in Where? high school. It's just like a very, very weird vibe. I just, it, yeah. it, You're right. It's just like literally like picture like a, a castle that's been like broken in half, basically. It's just like a, mm-hmm. like a castle that's been half-destroyed, and like... Like, people basically just bring kegs out there and just drink. It yeah. was really weird. It's like 117 year old, just people drunk as hell. <laughs> Do you remember, like, how, how you went to get there? Like, where was it? Well, I mean, I was trying I, to crash the party. I remember <laughs> we parked somewhere, and then Cooper's right. You just walk, and, like, me being my high school self and not having a lot of experience drinking, I think I was just really drunk and really didn't understand, like, how long the walk actually was. But I, I think you were right, Cooper. It's like a 20 to 30 minute walk to get there. It's my first ever hike I've done. Tom, you're know. asking if we're talking about the insane asylum? Thing in Wilsonville? No, was this in Wilsonville? Uh-uh. It was like Forest, or is it Forest Park? Forest, Forest Park, I think. I, yeah. See, I walked yeah. past that. I walked past that place like during the daytime now quite a bit. I didn't know that was a place people hung out and drank in yeah. high school. It's weird. Oh, yeah, it's really it. not that hidden. Like, I mean, that's a pretty easy <laughs> to catch spot. That's mm-hmm. not that far into Forest Park. But either way, uh, Kyle, so are you agreeing with him there? Uh, I have a different one that okay, I can, that I can dress. And it, if... I hadn't heard of this place until a couple of years ago, until someone told me about it. But it's a place in Oregon. I'm curious if you guys have heard of it. It's called the Oculus Anibis House in Damascus, Oregon. It's like this giant mansion that apparently has like a, I've heard a, of it. You've yeah. heard of it? It has like a huge gate out front, and then way past the gate, there's like this really long, eerie looking driveway that has like a like like thirty to forty foot tall statue of like an Egyptian. An Egyptian guy. I don't. I don't know what they're called, but um, like a pharaoh. Like a pharaoh, basically. It's just like this giant statue, and uh, apparently, like the rumors of this place, from what I've heard, is like it's uh, a place uh, like where this cult goes to. I guess like that's the rumor. And I want to read this passage from someone who wrote a blog about their experience because I think this is pretty wild and creepy. Ooh. So he says. Near my house, maybe 20 minutes away, is a really bizarre street of houses. It's off a beaten path, smack dab in the middle of an area full of little country houses and farmlands. You drive down a one-lane gravel road with houses, really nice houses, actually two stories, big garages, big windows, etc. And on either side of you, you arrive, and there's this giant statue down this very long driveway. We jumped in our car, headed down, and took a look at the place. Everything was described, well-lit. No radio, and everyone's vans were out front. So I guess there's a lot of vans out front, which is creepy. We drove down the gravel road and pulled up to the house. As we drove, we saw the house. Or sorry. Yeah, so the house was constantly lit and full of people. The blinds were down so I could see everyone in every room. Um, Every single person in the house was standing still, staring straight forward out the window at us from every room. (laughs) When we turned around, they continued to stare still motionless until we drove away. It was creepy, but at the same time, I found it pretty awesome. I would not find that pretty awesome. I would probably shit my pants and run away and be scared for the rest of my life. If that's a true story, I mean, that's just a random blog online. Who knows if it's true, but I've just heard random creepy things about this place. 
That would oh, be a wild so sensation. I think it would be kind of like a we made it out alive type of deal. Just mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I would feel lucky to have made it out alive. <laughs> yeah. And apparently someone looked up the city records and the people who own the place have these weird permits to build underground tunnels, which is, again, another like red flag of creepiness. So I don't know. Like I've never been there. I was curious if you guys had heard of it or been there or heard I anybody that's been I there. No, I haven't heard of it. Huh. I also didn't seek out creepy things, but for myself... <laughs> One of the more creepy experiences in my life, and I don't have a lot of them, but when I was young and living on the farm, and say it's nighttime, and you have to go up to the farm and get something for your... Whatever it may be, you always have to get random shit at the farm. A plow? Yeah, you you might have to be a plow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe not at night, but you never know. Yeah. But walking into an old barn that's like making weird noises, you got bats up there, and then you just think you're in the Chainsaw Massacre like movie, it's... It's a weird feeling to where you run in, run out, and then you get out knowing that there's probably not something there and you know everything that's at the farm, but still, I always made it an effort to like get in and out really quick. Totally I, understandable. That's I, fair. I think mine would have to be the Lucky Devil's Lounge uh, in southeast <laughs> Portland. It's literally yeah. the most blatant, obvious, rundown strip club that's just right on, right the, on the corner of the bridge yep. and the highway. And, like, you're not hiding there. No. Like, everyone's going to see if your car if you're someone where it's <laughs> recognizable. And on top of that, they open at 11, never seen the parking lot less than full. So uh-huh. I'm going to call that the creepiest place in Oregon yet to go there. But I'm sure Tyler mm-hmm. has enough experience with this $30 actually, million dollars if you call back <laughs> yeah. that episode. Um, I actually, yeah, there was a dispensary right next to it I haven't been to before, so. That you've never frequented, you yeah, said? Yeah, <laughs> Never once. Uh, did we already give Coop his? Sorry, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the party episode's throwing me for a little bit of a loop. Um, <laughs> the, next, the next thing I want to get to here, this is kind of the topic I was most excited for today. Um, I want to talk about YouTube black holes. This is something oh at boy. this point we all experience. We all hang out, at least online, a decent amount. Uh, amount, amount? Canadian there a little <laughs> bit. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think we all have a decent amount of experience with this. Tyler, I want to start with you. What's your YouTube black hole? I'm sure you have some weird obsessions. Honestly, no. It's pretty standard. I do like watching farming videos. <laughs> you are <laughs> so cliche. And they work, it's, it's super satisfying. You know when you cut the grass or like when they work? The, I, I think it's extremely satisfying. Like put me to bed type of deal. Mm. Um, Tyler, I'm just picturing you like I'm not before kidding. bed we're all watching The Office and he's literally watching someone on a tractor. I will literally watch guys on a tractor plow a field and it's satisfying as fuck. <laughs> but other than that... Um, Tiger Woods golf shots, like Ooh. some stinger iron shots, or like mm. driver off the deck, like Bubba Watson is awesome. Or, I mean, Steph Curry, uh, like just ridiculous shots. Oh, so you watch Steph instead of Dame? I watch Dame all the time, but Steph just has some insane ones. That's interesting. Ooh. But I love game winning shots also, so it's either sports related or farming usually. <laughs> when you're watching the farming ones, are you noticing their their skill level? With the technique, maybe. maybe it's just amazing to see how like technology has advanced in farming and how big the equipment is and how like nice the tractors are to mm. where the tractors literally drive themselves and the guys have their feet up with a mini cooler and like the piece of equipment behind them is like 100 yards long. It's just insane. Would you consider it a fantasy of yours or maybe a, a way to inspire yourself for your future farming years? I, I would say Something so. To work I, would, I would say it definitely gives me a sense of pride seeing my other farm brothers out there, you know? <laughs> 
So yeah, it feels good, Jack. Thanks for asking. You're so I'm, I'm going to chalk Tyler's. Yeah, me too. I'm going to chalk Tyler's up as farming videos, which is one that I'm sure try was not on anyone satisfying. else's list. It's satisfying. I'm going to give it a try today. I'm going to give him a try watching farming videos today. Uh, Coop, let's swing to you. What's what's your hangout on YouTube? What's your crowd? So I don't know why this happened, but two years ago, I saw like one surfing video and I spent that day at work alone four hours <laughs> watching surfing videos. It was just the darkest spiral. Into, oh my God, big wave, perfect chance. I was like, well, I've never watched surfing videos before. And now I <laughs> or have you surfed? <laughs> have you, yeah, have you surfed? Yeah, no, but like 10 years ago, I tried surfing, <laughs> but I, uh, we had a punter in, in college, he was a weird dude. I went over to his house one time to play video games. We played for like 30 minutes. And then the next two hours, we watched um, rugby hits. That was like his YouTube. <laughs> that was his like, YouTube fetish? I was texting people. I was like, what the, f- what, what am I watching That's right psychotic. now? It was, just, what? It, it was so weird. He's still the weirdest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Why do we all have like YouTube fetishes? It's a right. re- real thing. Like everyone does have their certain categories. I mean, Kyle, what's yours? I'm sure you you seem like a fetish boy. <laughs> I don't know how how to take that statement. Um, I don't. I like obviously. I watch YouTube pretty much like every night before bed. That's kind of like what I fall asleep to. So the the range of binges I go on is very wide, and it changes pretty much every night. Um, one thing that I would consider a category of mine is like whenever I'm thinking about buying something. I, for some reason, will go on these random YouTube binges where I just watch, like, 10 different, like, reviews of whatever product I'm looking to buy. Just, like, random-ass people that review it. And, like, it doesn't matter if the video only has, like, 10 views or 100,000 views. I'll still watch all of them for some reason. Just because, like, for, I guess my brain is convinced that I'll learn something from these YouTube videos that I won't learn by just reading about the product. Um, reading, I mean, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to read, Tyler. You know me. I'm not trying to read. So that's like that's a random. But uh, similar to Coop, uh, the binge that I was on, this is like two nights ago, uh, similar to surfing, I went on a cliff jumping binge the other day Ooh. where this dude, uh, had, it's called the Adrenaline Addiction Channel. And I was watching all of his videos. He just jumps off like 100 foot cliffs all the time. And I was way into yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Question about cliff jumping. How do you time, like the people that do a million flips, how do you, how do they time that so they always land on their feet in the water. I don't get like how your brain yeah, can right. process flipping while also falling and like the amount of There's, time you're going to have to do that. They have a really good sense of knowing like where the ground is at all times. Yeah. Right. And they can like control I think they're just a, their ability to like control their weight in the air, like their weight distribution. Like some people I think are just born with that natural gift to just like know how to do it. I, so they like knee tuck perfectly and always land perfectly at the I end. I would love to talk to someone who does like gainers and stuff yeah. off 30 uh-huh. foot cliffs because I'm I am super curious like when did you practice that? Because yeah. the first time you do that has to be one of the most terrifying experiences of I your life. You slowly yeah, I'm just going to send it off the Yeah, I think that's how people do it. And, yeah. <laughs> Cooper's still scared to do a backflip off the diving board. Sorry to out you there, Coop. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> aggressive, uncalled, uncalled for, and unnecessary. And I still don't even cliff jump in Montana. So I, I'm too old now. I, I would have loved, I would love to do it. My body just can't. Have we passed? It. Have we passed the age where we should be putting our bodies in peril for like just pure excitement and entertainment? I think we know better than this. We're like all 25 plus. So like, what are we past the age now where we're like? That would be cool, but is I would it worth say it? no. I think we're just all uh, kind of pussies. Yeah, well, I think you is are. Is it twenty five to twenty? <laughs> I think twenty five to twenty seven is technically like the age group of when you're at your
your physical peak for a male. So it's, it's like technically it shouldn't be. If you watch it, Farm Golf episode two, you can tell I am at my physical peak. If I'm yeah. at my physical peak, then that's pretty depressing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, he said physical, yeah. not fiscal. Physical, yeah. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you're not at your fiscal peak. We've been physically defeated for a while. Though. Tyler Hero is 20 years old and is playing in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Where it's yeah, five that's years still hurt. That's okay. Jack, you've got a ton of stuff written down here for you to black holes. And I, if there's anyone, I, I know you just don't do cable or anything like that, no. so you've got to be a YouTube king. Absolutely. It's live sports, it's game shows, or mostly YouTube. So, so you don't love game shows that much. I, I like game shows, but let's get into this. So one of my obscure YouTube fetishes, and let me tell you, it is a riveting black hole, is, is following traditionally Southern marching bands and going on that deep dive so let me tell you what i'm talking about are you talking like i'm talking about Nick grambling Cannon? state Dr- like southern university where yeah, like the they, consi- they consider know. the football games no <laughs> they consider the the football games like the b-list entertainment the a what everybody comes for is the fifth quarter the marching band after the game it's a big deal <laughs> gordon cooper likes straight out of further one <laughs> further they have a tournament called the Battle of the Bayou in Louisiana, New Orleans, where all of these marching bands come, and they absolutely throw down. And it's always been a, a lifelong dream of mine to visit. And it honestly is. I would stick out like a sore thumb in the crowd. Oh. I'm a little nerdy to attend one of these performances, but I think it would be so fun. These these guys absolutely throw down. Another one of mine is... Wait, wait. Well, I don't want to pass that. <laughs> we can't, so we quick. can't wait, hold up, this. Hold up. We want to talk discussed. about this. Um, <laughs> Do you feel like the reason you got this inspiration is purely Nick Cannon drumline? That certainly played a huge role. So then, the covers that these bands are able to <laughs> okay, perform are pretty damn impressive. Like, let's just talk about the percussion section first off. I mean, the, 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 I'm just the thinking sound, like you and Macy, the sound, you and Macy laying in bed together, and he just hears what? Oh, he's in a snare solo. Don't <laughs> <laughs> The this freshman from Grambling State nailed the snare snow. He's incredible. Some, <laughs> One in the fifth quarter. Some of the sounds that 100 trumpeteers put together can create is absolutely life-changing. One and band, one sound. For example, they do a cover of All the Lights by Kanye West, and you, you can picture it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely breathtaking. It does give you a little bit of, like... Shivers like it does. like a it good gets voice you in the zone. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so cool. So I'll give you that. I was thinking though, how funny it would be if you're like watching one of those videos, and it's pr- it's a pretty intense environment, right? Like Absolutely. everyone because they're so focused and so like refined. Oh yeah. And so, but what if you're all like everyone in the crowd sitting there? Uh, the rival school had just thrown down a huge whatever, mm-hmm. a great like all of the lights, and then the other come back, and it's like. <laughs> Better Together by Jack Johnson starts slowly flying. It's like, oh, man, this is not what I was expecting. I have a question. Do they actually have, like, uh, you know, the tiebreaker where the drum lines go out and have to duel it out for the victory? So they start on each sideline, and they slowly work closer to each other, just like you see in drumline. And the crowd, after each each band is finished, dictates who wins. The louder the crowd is for whichever band, wow. that determines the winner. Wow. Are there actually fights like there was in Drumline? I have yet to see a fight, but I, I do mean, remember it when it's pretty intense. I think on, a on the scale of one to ten, how accurate is Drumline? Okay, Tom was asking That's a, a good, scale yeah. of one to ten, uh, how accurate I'll, is Drumline? I'll say just because se- I don't think I'll it's say seven or eight, and I say that because the Drumline is definitely the the coolest and the swaggiest part of the band. Other, I mean, the trumpets bring some heat too, but. <laughs> 
like the drummers. <laughs> this is insane to me. I love this. <laughs> this is I a mean, good musical. <laughs> and just like you see in Drumline, they inch their way closer and closer and eventually meet halfway down the field. You, they're, they're face to face. Have they're, they ever played the up. other person's drums? I've oh. never seen that. That's the coldest that, move Nick Cannon pulls in that movie. It is yeah. so awesome when he uses their drums. Um, okay, go ahead. What was it? You had some others right Another now. really quick. I like living the vlogger lifestyle. <laughs> no, this is the one I can't And, get and on that board could with. be a touchy subject, but I mean, we all work nine to fives. And in the middle of my nine to five, I like to take a little trip to Denmark, take a little trip to Italy, or on a surfing trip to Cabo, living vicariously through my vlogger subscriptions um to name a few Yuna olsen former skier in in sweden he's a badass jamie o'brien surfing channel fantastic and sailing la vagabond if you just want to take a nice easy uh, never heard of sail, any of them sail uh on the atlantic it's, mm. it's a good way to take yourself out I of the cubicle brain, out of the cubicle and maybe into the rainforest for half an hour i love it uh, mine is definitely going to be the weirdest, and I don't want it to be called a fetish because it dangerously could get close to being extra, extra odd. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy chiropractic videos. <laughs> I, I'm a crack addict. I'm a crack addict. That's, I love when people pop cool. their back or their neck, and like now they actually legit do like they set up cameras and um, like mics yep. so you can hear the popping. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's the weirdest thing. I think because I've never gone, I basically, as I hear it, feel like I'm getting that done a little been? bit. No, I, I want to a little I've bit. I've never been either. I'm yeah. kind of nervous still, though, because they definitely push and pull on your spine For pretty sure. hard. But obviously, they know what they're doing. And the funniest thing about this, outside of how weird of an obsession it is, those videos have like each like 5 million views. So that's a normal-ass thing, Super, in the, yeah. apparently, that people are looking up. The other is... I look up similar to Jack. It's like travel videos, but mm-hmm. where they do stuff in the in the, like the one I'm obsessed with is like this guy goes around um, spots in India and gets like face massages and haircuts, and it's they have these weird techniques, and it's so fun to watch because it's something you would never see in like our current something environment. You would probably God. never experience. <laughs> no, probably the things not. you learn about your friends from learning about their YouTube binges. Jack <laughs> watches Southern marching bands, and Connor That's watches sweet. random people get haircuts and face massages in India. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It's so damn weird. The last thing I'll say is uh, amateur golf swing tips. I'm all over those. Oh and yeah, <laughs> I eat those up. It makes sexual. me worse. It makes me worse but i i do it um Good tom stuff. do you have any weird ones i know your mic's not hooked up but i'll yell them back over here uh i can get lost in some woodworking videos <laughs> tom that's the most okay so for if you couldn't hear tom he said woodworking videos is his oh, and yeah. he that's the most predictable uh fetish out of anyone in the room i think i picture tom whittling away as he's watching and like coming out and it's like a perfectly <laughs> perfect replica of some celebrity uh, it's a nice ron swanson yeah exactly <laughs> very ron swanson-esque um let's move into our super quick sports update i yeah, think let's hit, it, let's hit it let's hit it all righty so a lot going on obviously in sports it's it's a good time of year with, I, I mean, so. for how things have come together. We've got the MLB playoffs. We've got the NBA finals. Obviously, NFL kind of in full swing. And let's not forget the Masters are coming up yep. in about two weeks, three weeks. I think first yeah. weekend of yeah. November. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot, a lot of good stuff going on right now. Want to start here and give a little time to Kyle to talk about the Braves making it to the NLCS. They're going to square off against the Dodgers as well as We'll go to Coop for the AL side. So I want to start with you here, Kyle. Yeah, obviously, um, 
you know, they're keeping me afloat in terms of my fandom because <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons sink you, you know, they just bring you down constantly. The, there's nowhere to go but down with them. But you got to, but my other team is keeping me alive, keeping me sane. Um, excited to be in the NLCS for the first time since 2001. Obviously, got to play the Dodgers. Not looking forward to that matchup. Dodgers are insanely good this year. Um, and it's going to be really tough, but hey, at least I we've mean, got this far. Acuna sending out the Dame tweet, the bye-bye yeah, tweet. Bye-bye. That was Acuna's that was you know, being a little savage on social media. As I think him reason. and Trevor Bauer just having fun with it. Oh, yeah, they and like I, it. They I love like it. it. I love um, to see that. Love Acuna and his swagger. He's awesome. Yeah. And then Coop, on the other side, the Yankees make it in after, oh, oh, wait, no. Oh, a late home run oh, by Tampa oh, Bay that was, in Game that was 5. And oh, the was that Yankees, Chapman? Was that, that Chapman? Was, it was Aroldis again. Oh, Hardest server in the league. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so Coop, how are you feeling after a tough five game series? We're going to see the Rays match up against the Astros, who I think everyone's rooting against at this point. Uh, how are you feeling? You've had a night to drink it away, drink away the pain. You said you're hungover. Are the Yankees the root of that? Um, so thank you for the great lead in. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I had my heart torn out of my chest twice yesterday. <laughs> um, Back-to-back years for the Yankees to lose off pretty much a home run walk-off is just heartbreaking. Um, Araldis can suck it at this point. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care about him. Giancarlo's getting paid too much at this point. Judge, he's he's a pimp. Let's just be honest. Giancarlo got hot, though. <laughs> yeah, it's he's a pimp. A pimp. Dude, is that a good thing? Like, you know, is that a good to be a pimp at the plate? Like, is that those guys are it's... savages in the box, Connor? <laughs> it, it's just heartbreaking. Losing two one is, it's it's why people don't like baseball. It's because it was a two one freaking game. All the other games yeah. were like five to four, six to four. It was it was just a tough night, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help that the other two Yankee stars look like complete goobers. Like, was it LeMahieu and Voight? They look like us. Yeah. The yeah. clown crew. They don't look like athletes. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to see the Astros in. Let's just all yeah, get that out of the way. It's, um, it makes but, it feel like, oh, dang, they I'm were good. Still. I'm starting to see people rooting for the Astros now. So I, I'm I'm big on the, A's, or the Rays train for this series, but I don't know. The Rays boat? The Rays boat, yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying what vessel it was. I, but the, um, <laughs> Fal- or the Braves could get hot with the star talent that they have. So you never. I think it's kind of up for grabs between these four teams. And yeah. in in one word, I think Kyle's probably watched the most. So I'll give it to you. Same playoff experience, different in twenty twenty. How how you feel about the MLB playoffs compared to the years prior? Uh, I, I feel the same. Same. Um, yeah, I, I don't think my feelings have really changed that much. Um, it seemed, well, it's also they're the closest to it being a normal season outside of the short and regular season. This is the same time the playoffs would be going anyway. Yeah, so. The extended playoffs was kind of cool this year to like see the I extra teams it. squeak in just to give more people an opportunity. Um, but that I do think that only works with the short season because with the long season, it's like you grind out so much that like the teams that are at the top should be rewarded. And like I think it's still competitive too. I mean, the Padres and. Dodgers, they were talking mad shit during the series. I think it's still really, really yeah. competitive. So I think we're getting good baseball still. And then... Tatis is also a pimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to steal that. All the good players. Pimp. Um, <laughs> you bad. Moving on to another league. The NBA. <laughs> wrapping up its season here in the finals. 
Uh, we're recording on Saturday morning, so we just watched Game 5 where Jimmy Butler was able to pull through and lead the Heat to a victory, 111-108 over LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Cooper and Jack, we've got to go to you first. You both live in L.A. and have seemed to completely embrace the lifestyle because you've both been spotted within the last two weeks in your L.A. LeBron James jerseys. How are you feeling about abandoning your hometown team um, completely and throwing the Blazers on the shelf <laughs> while also watching the team you're rooting for come up Jesus. short on Friday? Well, honestly, being a Cavs, Heat, Laker, Blazer fan is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's exhausting. On, it's, we're LeBron fans, not Laker fans. I'm clearly wearing a LeBron jersey, not a Laker jersey. Um, also, my heart was torn out again <laughs> within with twice within an hour. So it was terrible. Le, it, it, it was the worst everyone but AD and LeBron could have played, which was also tough. But hopefully on Sunday, I start prepping to go down to the parade in downtown LA. So Jack, are you, are you a little nervous after game five? I mean, absolutely. Tense? I thought we would be celebrating this morning. It's not the case. The heat are not a team you want to, like have stick around their confidence builds and builds with every single win so i'm looking for lebron to step on the throat this sunday um i want to dissect really quick the last play of the game i know he's getting a lot of heat for deferring to a wide open danny green a lot of people are quick to say hey michael would have never passed i don't care how wide open danny green was but look the fact of the matter is lebron was triple teamed at that point by i believe jimmy and bam and he made a good basketball play. Danny Green is a sharpshooter. I personally <laughs> live with that shot as a LeBron fan, and I want to see him get his fourth championship. I live with that, but what do you guys think? I think it was I, – I don't – It's the right play. It was something that – what was funny is as we were watching the game, we literally predicted the play before it happened because this is a classic LeBron move. He does – like, I don't hate it at all. If you watch the replay, he also jumped at a terrible time where his shot would have been a Hail Mary laying off one leg, falling out of bounds, double teamed. It was the better move. Mm -hmm. What was so disappointing is the second Danny Green got the ball and shot it, you could see how short it was, and it felt like a choke. Not that you have to make it. Right. He didn't even put it on the rim, though, and that usually is a sign of, like, the moment got you a little bit. And I then what's – oh, go ahead. The, no. the thing that killed me more was the Marcus Morris – after yeah. play, you had so much more time than he thought. Mm -hmm. He takes one dribble, picks the ball up, which is a cardinal sin in its own right, and then lobs it out of bounds, trying to go for an AD alley-oop. You probably could have hit him just in the post for a fadeaway fade at least. Or something, yeah. Not to mention LeBron was open on the backside, but that would have been a tough pass to see. I was going to say, because um, I think you're totally right, and Jack and I were talking about this on the way over, is like we all knew how that play was going to go down in the sense that it was going to be LeBron driving and probably wide kicking it out three. to someone wide yeah. open. So I was I was mentioning to Jack, like if you're LeBron, and you know obviously you want LeBron, if he can, to take that last shot because he's LeBron James and the best player on the court, um, do you have to like then shift your 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 attack strategy there and maybe instead of trying to get to the rim you know that the only clean look look you're going to get is if you pull up for a jump shot halfway through so i'm wondering if like he needs to make that decision on his own because like we all want him shooting the ball 
So it's like if, if he thinks he's going to get a decent look by just pulling up at the elbow for the jump shot, like why does he not just do that? Well, do you think, or he's such a team player, he wants to kick it out like that? Who knows? I think looking back, especially in this situation when he pulls Bam out on the drive, that kind of leads AD wide open for a tip in or a follow up. So in my opinion, LeBron's skilled enough to even double, triple team, put the ball on the rim at least. There's still six, seven seconds on the clock. And let's see Anthony Davis work mm-hmm. for that O board. I mean, that's two chances to get the ball in the bucket versus having one of your role players like Danny Green completely fumble and choke away your opportunity to, you know, take the lead. So, But, I mean, with being up 3-1, right, you can afford almost to let Danny Green have a wide-open three-point and and live with mm-hmm. the make or miss. Yeah. Because he's going to have – LeBron could do that for two more games and get two more wide-open threes. Yeah. Um, and you just hope KCP, Danny Green, it's whoever's in there to make that shot. So I, I think – if the one role player from the Lakers steps up, like it's game over. It's and game and over. I, just to that point of like the MJ thing, I agree. But there's also plenty of stories. I mean, MJ passing to John Paxson, who hits uh, six threes to win them a game against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. There's game winning threes he passed to Steve Kerr. I don't think you have. To I mean, make it's the like, last shot. And I'm just not because saying, you're right. the best. His, right. Yep. Because he's the best player. That's what he I was draws so too. many bodies. To have a wide open that, shot. That's right. part of and, being great. And Kyle, I agree with you. I don't think he, particularly, you don't see LeBron often drive and do a pull up, like a, a pull the ball back pull up. What I would like to see him do is, though, just go into the post and launch that fadeaway that is unstoppable yeah. and just take your chances. Or like, let right. AD do that. Just let AD One of the two. Yeah. But yeah. either way, it's tough to see it in Danny Green's hands. But we have seen, like, they're professional shooters. Like, like you, I bet you next he's wide time open. Like, Danny you know, makes that shot. Right, exactly. It's tough to say. But let's quickly cover uh, the NFL, and then we'll wrap up the sports update. Main point I want to talk about is how COVID seems to be, you know, kind of sweeping through the league. Not The Titans have been the main team affected, but we're definitely seeing the diagnosis. Coop, I know your team, the Patriots, and the quarterback, Cam Newton, recently uh, went through a COVID spell as well. Obviously, scary and terrible to see. In general, we don't want that in the NFL, but... What's your thought process on the season going forward? Do you think they're going to be able to finish? Is it just going to be kind of broken like it has been this past two weeks? Coop, I want you to go and take the floor on that. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot like the MLB where there's a ton of tests in the beginning and then they kind of figure it out and hold players more accountable. Um, I think, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen sooner or later. I don't think the season's in jeopardy. I don't think Roger Goodell would let the season end. It's There's too much money, so... I think it was just a matter of time and kind of a wake-up call for the rest of the NFL to kind of take it seriously. I know they're starting to find the players and coaches more, so I think it'll end up being okay. It's just, I think, a tough two-week stretch. And at this point, Tyler, are you hoping the season gets canceled so you don't have to watch the Cowboys lose every Sunday? No, no, it's fine. Because as a dedicated real fan like myself, like something you would know nothing about. Since 99, go Browns. We live with the seasons. You roll with the punches, and you come get them next week or next year, whatever it may be. So, no, I want the season to finish. and. A little jab there. <laughs> no, um, Cowboys will still win the Super Bowl, so I'm not too worried about it. That's hilarious. In, like in our lifetime or in <laughs> years? What do you mean? Whenever they do, everyone's going to know about it, baby. Uh, Jack, do you think we're going to have to see like a, a bubble or something implemented at some point for the NFL? Or do you think it'll just be, like Coop said, a little stricter regulation slash just kind of the hype dying down like the MLB? The, everyone was anxious when the Marlins and Cardinals kind of all yeah. got it. And then you slowly just heard about it less and less, whether they figured it out or put a box on how many people are actually positive. I don't know. but Right. Um, I think it's just going to be next man up mentality. And we knew that going in. The NFL is a freight train, and it they're is not, not the stopping to cancel. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not stopping for anybody, and they actually have some flexibility with the back end of their schedule. They can keep pushing, pushing, pushing games back, and 
replaying them at the end of the schedule before playoffs start. So they have some flexibility there. It's a freight train. It's not slowing down anytime soon. Okay, I love it. Let's I think move. we all agree on that. Yeah, that's, that covers a super quick sports update. Um, Coop, I want to move in while we have you here and give you your own segment, actually. We're going to go Cooper's Corner. Uh, you wow. often have a couple good questions or scenarios ready for us. You like to input on at underscore backyard banter on either Twitter or Instagram. You always send us some good topics and ideas. So we're hoping you might have just one, two, three, however many you got. We'd love for you to run us through a couple of them. Fantastic. I have a couple for sure. First one, this will be quick and easy. As a White Claw aficionado, someone who cares deeply about the product, loves all flavors besides watermelon. What? That's the oh. best flavor? You, I'm offended already. All right, continue, continue. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, watermelon guy, take it easy. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> um, what are you going to do tonight? Just watch rugby hits and drink a watermelon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watch back cracking and crack a watermelon. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, what is you guys' favorite collection, one or two? And out of that, or out of both packages, what's your favorite flavor? Well, I just gave mine away. Number two collection, with, and it's watermelon, no doubt. I, I think start. I'm number two as well, with lemon and tangerine being up there. Ooh, yeah. yep. As, as like a sneaky top two for me. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, think, I think I'm also two, but I also think that's just because it's newer and I haven't had them as much, so I'm slightly yeah. biased towards it. I but I'm going to agree, Tyler. I'm going to take lemon as the best flavor out of the second one, and black cherry is the best in the first group. Oh, gosh. I'm taking whatever <laughs> one tangerine is in. It takes me to an orange grove in Florida. It's Love an out-of-body it. experience. Love it. Oh. A lot of cold takes coming from Kyle and Connor right now. What's yours, Coop? Which one, are you agreeing with the lemon and tangerine? Nope. I love lemon. That's definitely my favorite out of that pack, even including mango. But I got to go raspberry and number one. It's too good. Wow. Dude, that is just oh, horrid. coming in and calling How us can with you the hot say takes? That is the hottest of all takes. Raspberry is the most sweet out of all of them. If anything, if you like raspberry, you should love watermelon. Watermelon tastes like I'm drinking just dry sugar. It's, it's <laughs> That's what it's raspberry tastes like. It, it like stings the back of my throat. There's so much sugar. Don't Connor, give me the knuckle. Don't speak. give me the knuckle. There's only one gram of sugar. Speak, I'll boys. say it again. I will fly there and put a foot up your ass. <laughs> All right, Red Foreman. Calm down. <laughs> okay. And the second one, since some of us all of us enjoy throwing money down on games and we're all golfers. Yep. Would you rather hit a 10 team parlay twice a year or be a scratch golfer? Scratch golfer. No, scratch no golfer. Doubt. No question. Cause I'll just make the money off you guys on the course. A 10 team parlay. Yeah. Come oh, on. That's true. That's like 20,000 bucks. If you put it, I would, I I'm leaning parlay. If I know I'm going to win two a year, every 10 team parlay I put in, I put way too much money on. Wait, you said you went mm-hmm. to a year's? Did I miss that part? That's Coop, what you said, Coop, yeah. I'm taking yeah. the 10-team parlay. I'm taking the money, buying around at Pebble Beach, and shooting 20 over. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly happy about it. <laughs> yep. You know, oh, yeah. they're bringing up some good arguments, Connor, that are yeah, not I, necessarily I, I swaying me, quick. but, I mean, come on. Being a scratch golfer would be incredible. I'd still take scratch golfer. I love it so much. I would love to be able to shoot. And if you're a scratch golfer, maybe I make a run at the Champions Tour. I get there by fi- age 50. <laughs> I just bypass the PGA Tour and go for the Champions Tour. That's the old man league. Yeah, yeah. that's the old man league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, golfing's fun whether you're good or bad. Betting's not fun whether you're good or bad. I, <laughs> Another I fantastic had, point. I, I have not had fun betting in about a year, so I I would rather be a terrible golfer, golf with the boys, have the beers, yeah. 
And then, you know, on Sunday, win a couple G's. <laughs> you also didn't put a, a, a limit on the dollar amount right, of those parlays. Be. So that means I could pick any, like, 10-team parlay, and I could win, like, a okay. million dollars on one Yeah, day. I'll change my yeah. answer, and I'll just bet a million dollars twice a year on a 10-team parlay. But you don't – oh, you can't just do two parlays. That's cheating the system. It's – it's you do like a ten team parlay a couple times a week and then just t- twice a year it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you still have to lose money. So I have all to lose all my other money, and I don't know which one's gonna hit. So then, yeah, Back I don't to, know. Give that. me golf again. <laughs> yeah, give me golf. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it could be the one dollar one. It could be the million dollar bet. You, you choose. Jeez. You know. <laughs> do, do you have another one for us? Yep. This is my last one. Okay. okay. Would you rather have peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth or have Cheeto fingers forever? <laughs> oh, oh, this is great, dude. This dude. is good. <laughs> wow. I'm not going first. I need to think about this. So do you get the do you get the constant taste of peanut butter? And can you always No, you, you just can't you you can't talk well. You can't Yeah. I personally would choose the peanut butter taste the whole time. And that would be my choice. I, I would I already don't talk good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk well. well. I don't don't do good with words regardless, so I I would do peanut butter. And I mean, if if I have a slur going, it sounds like I have peanut butter on the roof of my mouth, so I already know what what I'm going to sound like. Cheeto fingers is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, but can you taste the Cheeto whenever you want? Oh, yeah, you can taste the Cheeto, (laughs) but it's also like. But, like, say you're using your computer, by the time you're done, it's the keyboard's going to be orange. Well, not to mention, like, no one wants to hug you or touch you yeah. like your Cheeto guy. Like, I'm thinking the, the thing is the, the peanut butter on the roof of your mouth, that's a personal problem. But the Cheeto fingers, that spreads to everyone and everything. Like, you're not going to invite me over to your house to sit on your couch when you're like, oh, man, that dude's got those permanent Cheeto hey, fingers. Put your gloves on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you could counter it with gloves. I'd go Cheeto fingers. That's a good point. I was going to say that. If you're like, at work and, and someone then, hands you a piece of paper, you would just get teeth. Well, I was thinking like every single pair of clothes you had, you'd have to grab in the same spot so the fingerprints were just in one spot. And then when people ask like, why does everything have orange? You just pull off like your typing gloves and you're like, permanent Cheeto fingers, man. <laughs> Sorry. But then you're the guy that wears gloves all the time. So it's better than being the guy that's like Cooper like this with his like the pe- that it's tongue stuck to the roof. And it is all day. Yeah, exactly. that's all that. That's the face I'm picturing too. Is just like trying to peel your tongue off the roof, like ah. But if you do have Cheeto fingers and you oh, no. and you're in alone time, you're gonna have one more <laughs> Cheeto bus. That's where that was gonna go. You ever heard of latex gloves, Coop? Yeah, I don't. You know, you can't ever. <laughs> I don't know how to say this in a PG way. You, you never want to cover them up, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, maybe we should move along to uh, what do you guys have as your what did did we get answers out of? I think I'm going to go with the Cheeto fingers and rock the gloves. No, no, you'll be the cool glove guy forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is such a bad problem that I want other people to suffer from it also. So I'm going to go Cheeto fingers. Mm. Oh yeah, share the. And that way, I'm able to speak. I'm going to go Cheeto fingers. Thanks, Coop. Also, dogs would love you. Dogs would just lick your hands like it's no one's business. You would be every dog's favorite. A weird human. thing to come to your mind with that. <laughs> dogs lick dog my hands all the time. It worth it. Well, I was thinking, like, do I want to pet a dog with gloves on? Because I'm not willing to give up petting dogs. And so it's like, well, you take the glove off. They just love you anyway because they just lick your hand like crazy. Okay, let's move on to the last topic of the podcast, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. 
Fridge etiquette has come up recently uh, at the family dinner table, and this stems in a couple different ways. So fridge etiquette revolves around if you're a guest walking into someone's home, are you welcoming yourself to the fridge? How good of a friend do you have to be when you're just going in to grab? Are you bringing stuff to stock the fridge? And what rules go along with that? Fridge etiquette can also be when you're using someone's fridge ice maker and a piece of ice falls onto the ground, do you kick it under the fridge or do you pick it up? Because we all know that moment and that choice. Um, It can also stem from how stocked your fridge should be as a host or even that can extend to the pantry if we really want. So all things fridge etiquette. Last thing I'll mention that I want your mind wrapped around, leftovers. How long should they be there? (laughs) That's a lot of things to consider, man. I just want this is a broad topic. It needs to be addressed. If we're going to the homie's house and you're a close friend, I think fridge is free game. Now it's up to the host to be well prepared. Um, I don't think I think that's something that we can all improve on, myself especially. But I think the fridge is free game with the homies. But then when it's when it comes to I don't know. What what other like Well, so I'm, but but what at what point if, if it's free game, then at what point are you as the host, like, you're keeping track. You're like, okay, that, yeah. that's, dude, fifth beer. Or I'm like, I have over. eight. I bought 18. It's like, God damn it. Um, maybe I shouldn't have gone free game. Like, is that in your head or completely not? That's not usually in my head because I think as a group we're good at Yeah, that's, we have beer. that luxury. But I think as a generality I'm more talking. Um, you're, You'd be lying if you're not counting the beer That's what I'm saying. Here. You'd be lying. You'd be lying. Yeah, you're not. But um, Oh, you're going to have that third? You're going to have that point? Are you even going to offer me one out of my own fridge? <laughs> I was going to I was going to ch- slightly change yours. I think the the drinks in the fridge when it's a close friend are pretty much always free game because like we mentioned you can always restock their fridge the next time around. You can bring beers over or just bring beers over yourself and fill their fridge for yourself. Um, but when it comes to the food in the fridge, like your produce, your like if you have like raw chicken or whatever, your your bacon and eggs, I always feel like you at least have to ask for permission no matter how close you are with said person if you're at someone else's home because I don't think I'd ever go over to even my best friend's house and just like grab their eggs and bacon and just start cooking right. and be like, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> these are also mine. That's in their leftover sandwich. Yeah, or, Dude, yeah exactly. That is such an <laughs> alpha move though to just walk into someone's house and be like, I'm gonna make some eggs and bacon. Like what? <laughs> Where's the pan, like, bitch? <laughs> I don't even know. I'd probably be so intimidated and just such a bait. I'd be like, Okay. It's under the counter. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep it to like three. But eggs. I'm fine with that. I think when you eat someone else's leftovers from a restaurant, that's pretty fucked up. But like if you guys ever wanted to come and make eggs and bacon. No, no, that, this is an absurd take. You can't just go in other people's yeah. fridges. You have and to take ask for permission, at least, is what I'm you saying. I would definitely ask. You yeah. can't even use someone's kitchen without asking, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. To my, to the quickly to the drinks before we, we need to hear from Jack and Coop a little bit, too. <laughs> I think if you, anything but alcohol, go for it. Alcohol at our age has to be asked about because it costs the most. That it's that's the simple reason. It costs the most. And at this point, it's still probably considered somewhat of a luxury if you're fully stocked. Um, we still have a little of that college layover in there. Uh, so I think alcohol, you've got to at least just do the ask every time. And that way it also puts up a wall for you to where you'll know if it's been too many because you're like, man, this is the fourth time I'm asking to go to the fridge. Maybe I should uh, cool it. I've been here an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> But that's Jack. What do you what do you think when it comes to the fridge, Coop? I want to get your opinion on this, and because you guys go back and forth yeah, quite a bit. Exactly. So I to paint the listeners a picture. I live two blocks away from Coop in Los Angeles, and we routinely watch The Bachelorette every single Monday. 
me and my girlfriend go over to his place. It's uh, it's penciled into our schedule for the next three months. At the very first episode of every season, I bring over a 12-pack of LaCroix. That's a drink of choice on Bachelor Mondays. Now, Coop, I want to hear from you. Am I overstepping my boundaries if I have two LaCroix every single time I go to your house, but I only bring 12 at the start of the season? Because okay. the math doesn't add up there. There's about 10 episodes. <laughs> There's about 10 episodes of The Bachelor in a season. And if I'm drinking two an episode, that's 20. I brought over 12 at the beginning of the season. Are you thinking about that in the back of your mind? Is well, that abusing think, our relationship? Well, fridge etiquette goes both ways as the host and as the person coming over. If it's to watch a game or like, I guess, yeah, if it's to watch a game, you you better bring over like beer or something, which I think all of us do. Because even if you're not going to drink the beer because you know like, oh, I have White Claw, bring over Bud Light, whatever it is. Yeah. You at least know like, okay, I can drink up to say you bring over a 12 pack, I can drink up to 12 drinks and feel okay. We're, it's true. The bachelorette, like we always tell you and Macy, like, oh, have whatever you want. Yeah. Then it's all fair game. Like yeah. it, as long as the person, the host says, oh, you can have, or the fridge, whatever it is, you're good to go. But if you come over and we're watching the bachelorette and you're like, Hey, can I make an omelet real quick? I am <laughs> you out and thinking you're a psychopath. Especially. Yeah, I, <laughs> Especially just like unplanned. Like if, if it's like, hey, it's omelet night when you come over, that'd be fine. But if you're just like halfway through the episode, like, dude, I'm sorry, I need three eggs right now. Like that's <laughs> I'm gonna think you're weird. What I would rather I would rather that than Jack come over with like a twelve pack of LaCroix and a twelve pack of eggs, so I'd rather him <laughs> use mine. <laughs> yeah, what a weirdo. <laughs> that being said, although I don't want people in my like kitchen space probably unless they're invited in, you know, at that point. I, just, I still find it gross, though, when people, like, if you have people over and there's, like, dirty dishes out. Mm-hmm. Like, I just that's think that's fair. something that you either got to, like, hide it or just do the dishes beforehand. Especially if you know the guest is coming over, that's at least you, within right. 60 minutes warning. Right. If you have at least an hour warning. That's got to be a do priority. The, do the damn dishes. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Right. Come on. That's um, true. The other thing I wanted to ask when it comes to fridge etiquette, actually two things. First, leftovers is something that I'm always perplexed about a little bit. Like, some people are like, one or two days it's out i'm like i'll push it until i see some bad on there or something <laughs> i'm really iffy with it coop you're making a face so are you quick to get rid of your leftovers you got 48 72 hours in my fridge and then you're gone it's i, I had too many bad experiences in college like we had we got a full bag of potatoes and we forgot about it for six months by the time we found them they were liquid and a ton of flies so i <laughs> that that has scarred me you you got two or three days of um, staying in my fridge and you're out really yeah I'm with Coop on that one that's quick see I agree that's quick because like I'll keep I'll make chicken and <laughs> this is I hope not too gross I'll make chicken and I'll feed off that like in salads and stuff for the next like four or five days but if it's like food prepping you can stay for two weeks but if it's just purely leftovers that's yeah, already from a restaurant been cooked and eaten that's that's gnarly restaurant leftovers don't last as long as homemade leftovers mm. Right. And to, to the point of hosting again, you don't want someone grabbing a drink and then they look in there and or smell in there and it's just like coming at you a little bit tough. Um, Jack, you're a kick the ice under the fridge guy, aren't you? 100%. Even if I – okay, so let's say a big chunk falls out when I'm trying to fill up my cup. Boom, it's on the ground. First 
first reaction is anybody watching me right now? Oh yeah, you <laughs> is always anybody do that. with an eyesight. If but no, I'm kicking jack. it. If no, I'm kicking it. If there's a blocker under the fridge and it bounces back, I'm kicking it into the other room, <laughs> dude. Even the, if I'm wow. going into that room, <laughs> like I'm just getting out of eyesight Savage. and forgetting about it. There's, Guys, no ch- there's a simple, simple solution, and it only works if they own a pet. But getting the dog over to eat yeah. the ice cube is that a helps. major strategy because what's it gonna do? It's just water. They, and dogs for some reason love ice cubes. They just love non on that stuff. So I don't really understand. Like if that's my go-to strategy, but I can't believe you would do that, man. That's that's f of you. Pick it up and just throw it's, it in the sink. It's easy enough to know when Jack's about to do it because it's the same face he makes right before he farts. He kind of looks around <laughs> at the room and like he's like, "I think I'm clear. I think I'm clear. I'm going." But he'll look you in the <laughs> eyes and kick the ice and fart in your face. <laughs> that's the worst part. He doesn't care if you catch him. Um, so Kyle, you you'll pick it up. That's pretty yeah. big oh, of yeah. you. I'm personally going to, if there's any sort of lower ledge to the cabinets where you can't see it directly down, I'm just putting it right there. Or like the fridge, the fridge always hangs over like an inch or two. I'm pushing it up against that grate under the fridge because it's just going to melt and disappear. No one's ever going to know or be the wiser. Right. Right, Tyler? I I don't care that much about ice. Personally, I pick it up because I'm a sophisticated human and not a dickhead, but... It is hilarious how... You're so sophisticated you watch farm videos before you go to bed. <laughs> but Actually, that's kind of smart. I mean, how lazy are we that we can't pick up a piece of ice on the ground and then just toss it in the sink? Well, the answer is pretty lazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Jack, pretty lazy. I mean, I'm definitely um, done both, don't get me wrong. Coop? We've all done it. I mean, it it's a day ruiner when the ice cube has melted and you're walking out the door to go get your shoes and your socks are just completely soaked. <laughs> the worst, the worst. It's, it's terrible. But That's why you put I it under the saw, ledge. Somewhere where yeah. you're not going to step. But if I ever, I, I mean, I always pick it up, but if I ever saw someone try and kick it under the fridge, it bounces back <laughs> and then punt it into another room. <laughs> you're catching these fists right away. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I could picture Jack putting in the effort to pick it up and literally punt it, but not throw it in the sink. Like I, drop kicks it. <laughs> well, if it bounces back, you're pissed like, at the ice cube. The ice cube has developed a personality at that point. And now you're just in like a one-on-one war with that ice cube. So you just want to punt it. Uh, <laughs> Cooper? Jack, a special question for you two, since I know you're in the same boat as me, and we will most definitely be tuning into The Bachelorette to start kicking off this Tuesday, I believe. Monday, they're not doing an episode. What's going to be the cocktail slash drink of choice, Jack? You mentioned LaCroix. Is that what it's going to be, or are you going to make something special for the opening episode? It's White Claw and LaCroix for me. Um, I think that's just a good mix on Bachelor Mondays. No more than two. It's a work night, folks. Two (laughs) Two is perfect, one per hour. I won't get any nasty glares from the girlfriend if I limit myself to two, so... That's the main point. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a, a good zone to be in. <laughs> the third one, all of a sudden you feel an extra pair of eyes on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe a text and it just was, between us. And it was Cooper. It's Monday. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm drunk. Sorry. I was saying the extra pair of eyes was Coop's, like noting, oh, you're going to grab three without asking? <laughs> Bad fridge etiquette guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack, how many did you bring over? Sorry. Yeah. No, Sorry. <laughs> that was last season, right? Uh, but I, I think in this case, Jack, you, you take all the white claws you want, but with quarantine, and not having to drive into the office the next day. Mm. I think it's as many as you can have. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the drink of choice may be a little whiskey, hot toddy with a little pumpkin spice, possibly. Oh, Oh, jeez. Talk to me, girl. I don't know how I'm going to... What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He said, talk to me, girl. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry, Tyler has peanut butter on the top of his... 
Nagna me, mom. Yeah, I'm going to figure something out and send it to you guys. It's, I think it's going to be a taste treat. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be warm, spooky, a little mm. pumpkin-y. It's going to be spooky. I personally am going to get in the moods of love a little bit and stick with, I'm going to go red wine. I'm going to throw a couple ice cubes in. I'm going to throw a little orange juice in. And then I'm going to add a little lime LaCroix for bubbly. It's actually really good. I promise you. Oh it's, it's, like, God, it's like, it's like a, what's that drink called? What? It, the morning t- red wine drink? Uh, san, uh, sangria. Sangria. Yeah. It tastes oh. like sangria with bubbles. That it's good. It no, good. it's good. It's, I promise you. That's I'll make Michael you one. Scott drink. I start a drink without knowing where it's going to finish. It was devised by, I think there was like a, maybe a Zoom call with us three or something where we wanted to like have a specialty cocktail and that's what I came up with. It was good. It, and I'm mm. sticking with it. I call mm. it love drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that one up. Okay. Last thing we have to do, we always do a free business out of the week. Oh, yeah. Let's do it real quick here. Uh, Kyle, we want to start with the Coors Cold Take this time, if you don't mind. Oh, God, I'm never really prepared for these, but I'm going to go with um, the Cooper Raspberry White Claw Take as the Coors Light Cold Take of the Week. That is like notoriously known as one of the worst flavors. Now, <laughs> now, I love White Claw, and I like all flavors, so I'm not saying it's not drinkable. It is drinkable, but we're, we're, we're doing a rating system here, right? And someone's got to be at the bottom. And according to most people, I think raspberry is usually towards the bottom. And so you selecting that as the number one overall choice, I think, is pretty ridiculous. Okay, what have you guys been smoking today? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone down here loves a good raspberry. Watermelon's the worst cow. I cannot believe this. <laughs> Ty, you got something you want to? Yeah, I'll go. Sorry, I'll Coop. go with um, DeWalt Power Tools. I am a construction worker. I work for the Bettinelli. Shout out um, Black Diamond Homes. I use them. <laughs> it's not fun. I mean, I use these tools every day. I don't know why they're laughing. It's kind of disrespectful, but they are the best in the business, best in the game. Uh, if you're going to buy any sort of power tool, go DeWalt. Jack and Coop, do you guys have your uh, free business ads? <laughs> Here you go, Jack. Here's one right here. I'm going to go with Starbucks. Oh, that works Get too. Get your Starbucks in the morning, people. <laughs> <laughs> shop, shop local coffee. With a rousing <laughs> ad like that, don't be surprised to get a paycheck in your mail from Starbucks. They're going to love Order the heart. Starbucks. Use the mobile app if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, first, Tyler, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but the farming video followed up by the DeWalt tools was just too good of a combination. (laughs) (laughs) Showing your true colors. But I'm going Copilot Coffee, Calspell, Montana. Fantastic burritos, both shredded cheese and queso in it. Wow. That's good. Fantastic. And my stepsister runs it. (laughs) (laughs) That sure does help. Uh, I'm going to go with Jif peanut butter. If you have to get one stuck on the roof of your mouth for the rest of your life, pick Jif. Go crunchy. That's my take. Way to tie it in. All right. Thank you. I think that should wrap up the party episode of Backyard Banter. Shout out. Let's give a quick round of applause. Jack and Coop. Great job. Great job. Shout out to Pods Tom. He connected about four or five different ways to get audio into this episode. And keep your eye out for Farm Golf Episode 2. We filmed that before recording today, and we are excited to release it. Pods Tom been working his ass off on those videos, and they've been sweet. Uh, you're really going to like this one yep. if you like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the Backyard Banter crew, signing off. Talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. It's late to Roy. This is for the
the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got it.